If you don't have a lot of marketing energy in your DNA, which most heart-based, you know, really passion-driven <laughs> entrepreneurs are not marketers first, what I find is you want to talk about things that are really meaningful to you, but they're not the way you're titling them and the way you're positioning them, they're not necessarily translating to the listening audience, especially if you're building a new audience. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 330. And today I'm going to answer a very commonly asked question, and that is how can you get your podcast into the top 1%? You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, it's Melanie Benson here, authority amplifier and possibility igniter for expert-based entrepreneurs. And today, I'm going to share something that's actually been a common request among my peers and among other podcasters. So if you've been thinking about having a show or you have a show and you're like, why is it not performing better for me? Why am I not getting ideal clients? Why am I not seeing growth? This is the episode for you. Uh, I hope I will inspire you a bit to create a podcast because having your own podcast is such an extraordinary asset. Not only do you know you're making an impact in the lives of the people that really want what you do, because let's face it, we have thousands and thousands of listeners and not all of them are working with me, but I know they keep coming back. They keep listening because hopefully you're getting a lot of value out of this. And every time you share the episode on social or you send me a little note saying, oh my God, I love that episode. Trust me, it means the world to me. So my greatest desire with Amplifier Success was always to be an impact ripple maker on the planet. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's done that. And uh, the exciting news is we have been staying in the top 1.5% almost two years now. We actually gotten into 0.5%, so half like the top 0.05%, <laughs> however you say that, for a couple years. And I want to unpack today how we do that. Now, it may, it may not even matter to you, right? That may not be your goal. I started the podcast with the intention of having it reach the top. I wanted that kind of reach. I wanted that kind of influence. And honestly, it's a real credibility positioner in this market for me to have that. And we went in fully intentional about creating growth. So I'm going to share a little bit about what we did to get there. Now, if you're listening in and you do not have a podcast or the podcast you have is not working for you, we have a couple assets that I think will be super valuable for you. They're very reasonably priced. Uh, I think you should get them right now if you're even considering having your own show. And that is my Authority Brand Podcast Toolkit and its partner asset, the guest management system. So if you have not started a podcast or you want to make the podcast you have better, highly recommend you download it. It is a step-by-step -step toolkit with scripts and uh, checklists and uh, all kinds of easy to implement strategies to create, design, and launch your podcast and then grow your podcast. And the guest management toolkit 
is what we exactly what we do to leverage really amazing guest experts to come in and uh, share their expertise with you and um, get them to really want to spread the love and share it with their communities, which is part of the growth strategy. So we will link those up in the show notes and or you can head over to my uh, my sales page at melaniebenson.com slash resources. We've got it linked up for you there as well. Okay, so why does it even matter? Let's just start right there. So at the time this episode is going live, we've gone from having uh, 900,000 uh, podcasts active around around 2019. Then during the pandemic, it soared. Like it kept doubling and tripling, uh, even leading up to 2020. But then when the pandemic hit, we were 4 million podcasts. And what one of the things that shifted was coming out of the pandemic, people who had a lot of time stopped having a lot of time. And so we've dropped back down to about 2.1, 2.2 million podcasts that are active out there. And so of all those podcasts that are out there, here's what I see happening for people who have a top rated podcast. And it, when you're thinking about ratings, these are podcasts that are um, consistently hitting in the top 5% really. And I think if you can get 2% or lower, you know, or higher, I guess it is, uh, that really da- is a, um, a marker of a successful podcast. First of all, a podcast that is active at those levels is getting algorithm boosts from the different podcast players. And that algorithm boost attracts more listeners. When you uh, leverage the interview strategy, so if you have a podcast where you're interviewing other people, one of the things that a top rated podcast does is it helps you attract and land higher caliber guests. So there are things that I teach my clients and guest expert system to do. And a lot of people know to do to vet out the quality of a show, because look, most people know if they're going to be on a show, they want to make sure the show is actually going to have some reach, uh, unless they're just doing it out of the, the goodness of their heart, because they love to talk, which there are people that are that way. So it's really going to help you land quality, higher quality guests uh, for your show. And then third, it's way easier to monetize a podcast beyond just the basics of client attraction. If you are getting more downloads, you're ranking higher, it's way easier to monetize through sponsors, okay? And getting sponsors is one of the many monetization strategies. Number four, it gives you a valuable positioning for new speaking opportunities and collaborations. So when people see you've got a top ranked show, it kind of like tips the scale a little bit and they recognize that you know what you're doing, that they, they see your authority, they see your influence and it just kind of opens more doors. So those are some of the things that I see that really do. And I should actually add a fifth one. It's actually great for media. And if you're going for a book deal, having a top rated show is a massively essential asset to land more money in your publishing deals. Okay, so um, I I found out actually accidentally that we'd hit the top 1.5% when a company called Verbal, that's V-U-R-B-L, approached me to be their marketing ambassador and they literally emailed me and said, hey, congrats on your top 1% show. And I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, we're at top 1%? And so then I went looking and I was like, oh my gosh, we did. So I had taken my eye off the prize for a bit because I was very much in just getting stuff out. 
And that was exciting to hear. And then we also started to see some other good things happening where Good Pods, which is one of the podcast players that are out there, uh, and I love Good Pods. They have such a great platform. If you're not checking them out, you should. Uh, We ranked in three categories in the top 20, top 15, and then the top three in the entrepreneurial business and can't remember what the third category was, which was very exciting. And then just last week, they put me on their Good Pods Pick of the Week. So I was like, yay. And these are the kinds of things that get in, get you in front of more viewers, get you in front of more listeners. Get It's like it starts to build momentum. So when a lot of this stuff started happening, and of course, you know, I'm going to share it on my social and, you know, I, I'm going to brag it up a little, to be honest with you, because I'm very proud of that. It's a lot of work to do this. And they started asking me, okay, so how are you getting your show to the top 1%? And then uh, Alex Sanfilippo, uh, the founder of uh, Pod Pros, one of the pod matching companies, pod, podcast guest and podcast host matching companies, he said, Mel, can you come do a talk for my group on how you got to the top 1%? Sure. So again, lots of activity, lots of interest. I was thinking about it and what I realized we really focused on more than anything was building an audience. And that is where most of the traction comes from. So how do we build an audience? We are specifically building an audience that is not just an audience of podcast listeners, but an audience of potential clients and collaborators. So my positioning on the podcast is bigger than just the show itself. It's really about like, how do we build an audience of people who are in my community? Now, obviously it's a lot of work to put out a podcast. And most of us that have podcasts are investing a fair amount of time, money, and energy into it. Like I outsource quite a bit of mine. I know some people are more grassroots and they do it themselves, but a podcast without listeners is not doing anyone any good. This is where pod fade happens. People get excited about a podcast. They don't know how to build the audience. And so they give up on it because they're like, this is too much work. Well, it's actually very easy to build an audience, but you do need to be strategic about it. And because we are so far into the podcasting journey, even though podcasts continue to hit the new market, there's new podcasts emerging all the time. I work with several clients. Matter of fact, one of my mastermind uh, tiers is uh, we do a done for you podcast as part of it. I believe that podcasts are here to stay. They're going to continue to grow, but it is no longer build it and the listeners will come. You do have to be very strategic about building an audience for it. And I don't really believe that your podcast platform, that's uh, the like Apple, Stitcher, Spotify is going to do all the work unless you're Oprah or you're an ace at the search engine optimization with your keywords. um, You're probably not going to be able to drive your entire audience. I have some friends who were in early and so they could really ride those algorithms early on, which was awesome. But I think it's harder to do that today especially if you're in a pretty competitive audience. But doesn't mean you don't want to put your attention on that. It just means I wouldn't rely on it. It's the only thing. Now let's get into the meat. What are the four key pillars of audience growth? Pillar number one, and this is super important. And you hear me talk about this all the time for pretty much anything you're focused on. And that is your topics. So when I'm working with clients to help them launch and develop a, a podcast, I work with them to hone in their topic titles and the topics they're focused on. Because what happens sometimes, if you don't have a lot of marketing energy in your DNA, 
which most heart-based, you know, really passion-driven <laughs> entrepreneurs are not marketers first. What I find is you want to talk about things that are really meaningful to you, but they're not the way you're titling them and the way you're positioning them, they're not necessarily translating to the listening audience, especially if you're building a new audience. So I think there's a lot of value in looking at what is relevant in your market. And there's all kinds of tools to do that. Um, search engine optimization isn't that hard, but it, it is important for you to recognize what is your audience looking for? What are the topics that are relevant to them? And then, you know, I, I actually pay my podcast production company to do this for me, but we search engine optimize the titles, which means that we're looking at the keywords relative to the topic that we're having a guest on or a solo episode. So we rarely just put a raw title straight out anymore. We did in the beginning and I found a huge person. Like we literally doubled our downloads when we started search engine optimizing our titles better. And, and speaking of search engine optimization, just a little side note, I know a lot of people just rely completely on the podcast player that they're working with. So they're using Libsyn or Podbean or uh, Anchor or whatever their, their platform is. If you are serious about growing the reach of your podcast, I would highly recommend creating a show page that's attached to your website. You'll notice we have that. I drive all my traffic to my show page. Why do I do that? Because not only are we building listenership for the, the podcast, but we are actually driving traffic to my website. So there's a, there's a double uh, payoff in doing that. So have a show page. So that's pillar number one is be topic driven. Like relevance is so key here. Pillar number two is interview guests. I started with the vision that I was just going to do a solo show. And about six or eight episodes in, I went, what am I doing? My magic, like I love talking to people. I, I get so many beautiful like accolades from my guests saying, wow, that's probably one of the best interviews I've ever had. I'm, I'm just so honored. Like my magic turns on, like I love the dance with the guest, not all the guests, but most every guest. And so there is magic in highlighting other people, but you cannot, I personally believe you cannot over rely only on an interview show unless you're very good at showcasing yourself inside the interview or you're monetizing through sponsors. If your monetization strategy is having clients attracted to you, you've got to make sure that you are showcasing you as well. So, but interviewing guests, there is a real strategic piece of that. And that is because they help with audience growth if you know how to do it right. So first of all, pick the right guests. We vet every single guest that comes on the show. 95% of the guests are handpicked by me. We do have some people who pitch me. But as you can see from that number, only 5% of the people on the show have pitched and I accepted them and I'm still vetting them before they come on the show. We do an extensive process at my expense to make sure that they're the right fit, that they are collaborative mindset, and that we are going to co-create something that's valuable to both of us. The other thing about interviewing guests, and this was a big piece of me in the guest management system that I created, was asking better questions. I get interviewed a fair amount, and I don't want to dish anybody, but some people have not really learned how to ask great questions. And so the energy's stiff, and you know, I can only imagine the listeners at a certain point are going to get bored. 
They're not going to necessarily keep engaging if there's not the right energy being created by the host. The host is creating a culture of their show. So learning how to ask really great questions and ask them in a very authentic and energizing way is key. Third, this is probably the deal breaker right here. This is how you get your show to grow is guests sharing it. But nine out of 10 times, I have found that the hosts of shows do not make it easy for their guests to share. They're not creating shareable assets. And again, just a little side note, in the guest management system, we actually give you templates to do this because making it easy to share is how the guests share it. And by the way, if you're a guest and you're listening into this for ideas, be sharing the show because that is your payment to the host. So make it easy for your guests to share. And then last, don't be afraid to ask for rating and reviews. Ask the rating and reviews of your guests. Ask for the rating and review of your host. I ask my guests to listen to at least two to three episodes and oftentimes they turn into lifelong listeners. So I'm asking them to participate in creating success of the show, which is in their benefit because, you know, we want more listeners on the show, but that, that those rating and reviews go a long way to helping to boost the algorithms. Now let me move on to pillar number three, be a guest on other people's podcasts and other people's shows. You know, you can be on any kind of show to drive listenership, but I'm a huge fan of the podcast market, obviously. Now, here's why this is helpful to growing your own audience. When you are a guest on a stage, when you're a guest expert on a podcast or an online show of some kind, and you tell people you have a podcast, guess what happens? They're now going to go tune into your podcast. I, I've had so many examples. Um, one of my favorite clients, um, he came in because he heard me guest on someone else's show. He then signed up for my free lead magnet, whatever that was, but then started binging my show. And within a couple of days, he'd reached out, booked a consultation and enrolled in my VIP expansion day. So it works. And the being the guest on other people's shows and podcasts and stages is a way to tap into new audiences who are obviously, if they're listening to someone else's podcast, they're a podcast listener. Um, by the way, there's a statistic that says in America, as of, I think it was uh, March 2023, 60% of podcast listeners listen to six or more episodes a week, right? So that tells you a podcast listener is typically going to add quite a few podcasts to their rotation. Now, when you're guessing other people's podcasts and shows, make sure it's strategic audience alignment. There's not a ton of value to being a guest on other people's shows if they're not your audience. If your goal, part of your goal is to bring uh, traffic, bring new listeners, develop an audience of your own. And a little little tiny tidbit, make sure when you're being introduced that you uh, have your podcast name in your bio. Again, a lot of my guests who host podcasts, they forget this little detail. And I always ask them like, don't you want to share your podcast? And then uh, here's a little fun trick. When you're doing your episode, if it's natural and if it works its way in, allude to a show episode that you've done recently. Okay, so that's pillar number three, be a guest on other people's podcasts. And pillar number four, equally important to everything else, is promote it. 
Again, don't go the route of, hey, uh, I'm going to let my podcast platform do all the work. It's not going to do all the work. So promote it, put it on social media, um, create a a nice uh, episode graphic that goes out with each episode that highlights what you're talking about that in that episode. Pull quotes out, do audiograms. Audiograms are short little audio clips. And if you do video as part of your production, then pull some video uh, and make reels and uh, TikToks with them. It really helps drive the listener base to do more of that. Again, we noticed a huge spike in listeners when we started doing audiograms on reels versus just Instagram posts. Uh, get it in front of your email list. If you've been building an email community, share it. Like if you're here, if you're part of my email community, you know, every Thursday when we drop the weekly newsletter, whatever my e- my uh, episode of the week is also highlighted. And then, you know, I'm a repurposer of really great content, especially on Twitter. And I am resharing those hot episodes over and over and over again. And sometimes three-year-old, five-year-old episodes pick up and and get some buzz when I've shared them probably like the 50th time. So you don't want to do it on every single episode, but if you know there's some really good stuff in there, then you definitely want to do that. So these are the four pillars. Um, I know other people try other things. This is what's working for us right now. Um, Again, it always goes back to start with the end in mind. What do you want out of having a podcast? When you're starting a podcast, are you are you really, really clear what you want out of it? Or are you just going on a whim because somebody said, hey, you should have a podcast? I highly recommend getting crystal clear what do you want out of it before you design it. So you're designing something that will deliver the outcome. And if being in the top 1.5% and the kind of benefits that come with that is interesting to you, then I hope you'll work this process and give me a little shout out and let me know how it's working for you. And I highly recommend downloading Authority Brand Podcast. And the guest management toolkit, again, they're super reasonable. If you want my help to amplify the reach of your show. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media.